Hello, welcome to the Effortless Podcast with your host, Caleb Lassar. Our mission here is really simple. If you're a coach, entrepreneur, consultant, expert in your field, we want to normalize allowing things to be easy and effortless. We want to create a space or a conversation where I could talk to guests, share ideas with you that normalize allowing things to be good. It just gets to be better and better. It doesn't mean that bad things don't happen. It means that we handle those bad things with grace and we continue having an easy and effortless life. If you love that message, you're probably going to love the guests. And if you did get value out of this podcast today, I would love it if you could share this with somebody as this will help our growth. We'll see you in the episode. Hello, welcome back. It's been a a while since I've uh, dropped a podcast episode. I I was away getting married last week and there were some other things that have gone on that will form another podcast. Um, but I thought today this is one of the things that we wanted to share for a while that I think is going to be most helpful to any kind of coach, entrepreneur, or business owner that's looking to sell more of their stuff in 2023. And you may have noticed that the market at the moment uh, has shifted. I think prior to 2023, uh, or even prior to COVID, there was less skepticism uh, when it came to selling our coaching services. And so now what I'm what I'm finding is you need to be a professional at what you do. What I mean by that is I think the margin for error is lower. So there's more emphasis on on solid brands. There's more emphasis on the skills. There's more emphasis on uh, sorry, the, the skills of business, the skills of selling, the skills of coaching. And I think it presents a really interesting opportunity for those of us who are who consider ourselves conscious coaches or conscious business owners if you go back to the episode where we talked about the two games, I think it was called the how to pick the right advice for you. If you consider yourself a conscious entrepreneur, then learning how to sell in a way that is ethical and feels good and doesn't leave you feeling sleazy is probably one of the most powerful skills that you can have. I remember when I hired my first mentor, he said to me, Caleb, if you can learn to sell, you will always be okay. And it's something that's stuck with me for a really long time, actually, um, that I can be confident going into any market, whether it's an up market, whether it's a slow market, whether the economic environment is pumping, whether it's slowing, I'll always be okay because I know how to sell. And I think that's the power of it. If you contrast that against people who don't know how to sell, there's a large level of uncertainty and avoidance that happens around the sales conversation. And I was just speaking to someone recently, I was considering buying the services. And one of the things they said to me was like, do you want to jump on the phone call? And I was like, no, I don't. Like, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to have to jump on a phone call. Like, I just want to know the details. And so learning how to sell or the mechanics or the principles behind what makes a sale happen is more critical than ever, because now he needed to perform that via messenger. Um, And how how we buy how we buy is how clients buy from us so whenever i look to buy from someone else i make sure that i'm you know i'm not difficult <laughs> it's just this is what i want this is what i want to buy because i'm modeling energetically how i would like people to buy from me not a million questions no ghosting none of that kind of stuff and i think that leads us to one of the first principles is is understanding that how you buy is how, how people buy from you. So if you're the kind of person 
to ghost somebody, you don't reply, you don't get back to messages, you, you, you have a ton of objections, you need to know a ton of information, more than necessary. Don't be surprised when people are buying from you, they do the exact same thing. Because you, you are setting the energetic standard around what happens when it comes to selling. The, and so <clears throat> with this person, uh, we were just chatting along and he was kind of relieved that he didn't have to jump on a sales call because he finds them awkward. But I believe that most people that I've met, they don't know the basic premise of, of what an actual sale is. So I think today what we'll do is we'll get into what is a sale? How do you know that a sale is being made? And put really simply, a sale is the gap between somebody's current experience and their expectation of where they thought they would be by now. This is also known as cognitive dissonance. And an example of that would be if we take something really simple like water and we want to find out, and the person says that they want to um, buy water, we want to find out what the actual problem is that they're trying to solve. So here's what I mean by that specifically. If a person is buying water, the water is not the problem. The problem is what happens if they don't have their water or what is the current reality versus their expectation of what they thought they would have by now. So what would the person who's buying water, what would their current reality be? Well, they're probably right now, if they want water, they're probably thirsty. They are probably dehydrated. They're probably hot in their temperature. Uh, they're probably parched. So that's their current reality. What's their expectation of what they wanted by now, which is driving the need for the water? Well, they want to be, they want to have their thirst quenched. They would want to feel hydrated. They would want the feeling that comes from drinking a really cold glass of water. Uh, you know, when you have a glass of water, when you're really hot, they'd want to cool down. So what we have here is the expectation that someone could be deep, like someone could be thirsty, dehydrated. Their expectation would be that they would be hydrated and they would start to cool down. So this is their current, rea current reality, what's happening right now versus their expectation of what's going on by now. And it's at this point that I think it would be really uh, good to do an exercise in your specific market. And I borrow this from my mentor, Darcy Smythe, runs a company called Y Bravo. He was someone who introduced me to this concept six, seven years ago. Um, and yeah, I probably should have lived with this, but <laughs> so, um, but, you know, one of the reasons why you can trust this information. So I taught this to a client when I first started, um, and he was in a digital marketing business doing about $75,000 a month in sales. They had an average product of like 15,000. So it was about six sales a month. And so he was closing in around 13% and an average month of, you know, about $75,000. When I taught him what I'm teaching you today, after 12 months together, he did $2.2 million in sales, 2.4, I'm not sure. And he got to $250,000 a month and his close ratio went from 13 to 33%. Simply by understanding the concept of cognitive dissonance. 
So if I was a really good facilitator right now, I would have put that wireframe at the start of the call <laughs> rather than the preamble of explaining what it is. But for those of you that are seeking why is this important and how can I know this information is valuable, that is just one example of clients that I've taught this to that have just turned this into wild profits. So the exercise that I'd like you to think about is it's called the island exercise. And what I want you to imagine is that as you pull out a piece of A4 paper, um, you turn it horizontal and you break it into thirds, right? So on the left third, we call this island one. In the middle third, we call this island two. And on the far right, we call this island three. Now, the idea here is that each one of these islands represents the current reality versus the expectation of where they would be by now. So island one would be what is going on right now, and island three would be the expectation. So if we use water as an example, water, the expectation of the reality right now is they are thirsty and they're dehydrated. So they would go up island one. Island three would be they would like to be hydrated and they would like to cool down and they would like to quench their thirst. So that would go in island three. Now the second island, so the one in the middle, the third in the middle, that's you, right? And and you are the person who who basically bridges that gap. And so when, so the exercise that we're going to do here is we're going to think about what it is that you are selling. Another way to ask that question is what's the problem that you're solving? Now the problem that you're solving is not your coaching services. It's the difference between the client's reality right now and their expectation of where they thought they would be right now. So let's just use sales at, at the moment. Your reality of now is probably you're not making enough sales. Sales feels awkward. You probably avoid sales and you don't love it. You don't know what you're doing. That's your reality of right now. So all of those things would go into island one. Now, island three would be, what would your expectation be about sales? That you could enjoy it, that you would make more money, that it would feel easier and less clunky, and that you would feel confident. Those would be examples of your expectation of what you'd like sales to be. Now that gap in the middle that we've created, that starts creating a problem. And you may, depending on the severity of your sales problem right now, you may be feeling a pull of like, yeah, that's true. I wonder how I can fix this. So if I was selling you this podcast, what I would say is, are you the kind of person that is avoiding sales? Do you find sales awkward and icky? Do you feel like you're out of integrity and you don't know what you're doing when you're selling? And are you not charging what, what you think you're worth? Great. Do you want to be in a place where you feel confident about selling your services, where sales feels easy and effortless, uh, where you're charging what you're actually worth and how you can how you can sell in a way that feels good and within your integrity? That would be how I'd write a piece of copy to sell this podcast to you. It also is coincidentally what I would do to sell anything else that bridges that gap. So we have a sales membership school. It's called Shadow Sales School or Sales Shadow School. I think we're just going to change it to um, to sales, the sales school, because the shadow piece is kind of throwing people off. It was my attempt to do the energetic side of things. But I just think, you know, people, it's the sales school. Like if you want to get better at sales, go to sales school. So... By saying that, what I've done is I've presented something that would take people, a vehicle that would take people from Island 1 over to Island 3. 
So if you want to get better at sales, you want all of those things that are on sales three, uh, sales island three, then you can take the vehicle of the membership, which is $35 a week, and you can get better at that self-paced program that will help you close the gap on sales. That is, and you may be having an interesting experience right now where you're thinking that that might be a good idea. And this is, this is the power of cognitive dissonance. Because I understand your reality of right now and your expectation of right now when it comes to sales, you associate expertise and you associate me having the answer to that problem. And this is the secret source behind learning how to sell is it's not about what you say. It's about discovering what is your client's current reality and their expectation of where they would be by now. What is going on right now in their island one? What are the consequences of staying in island one? How do they feel about it? And how is it affecting their life? Then at the same at the same time on the third island, how would they like to feel about it instead? And what would the consequences on their life be if they crossed that bridge, if they took that boat from island one across two to three, what would life look like? And we're going to be splitting these because, and, and the exercise that you're doing is you're writing this down for your business, right? So, so what is the expect, what is the current reality that your clients are experiencing right now? And what is their desired outcome? Where did they think that they would be right by now? So the, the language is really important. And when I say, where did you think that you would be by now? Because there, there is in that there's an expectation of where they would be by now. And this is what I, this is what you want to think about. It's like, what would, what would your client's expectation be? What is the thing that's nagging them right now? And in sales, the expectation is that sales shouldn't be this hard. It shouldn't be so hard to, to, to create revenue from a call. I shouldn't have to avoid it. I shouldn't feel icky and I shouldn't feel like I, I, I'm not confident. So these are all of the frustrations of, or, or the, the pains that this person is experiencing. So, so this is the exercise that I want you to do is I want you to create your three islands and I want you to get really clear on what your cognitive dissonance is or what the problem is that you're solving. What are people experiencing in island one? We, when I teach this, we call this the poo island. So like what sucks about their world in island one? What are the problems that are happening right now as a result of not taking what it is that you, you do? Um, for some reason, accounting is coming to mind. I know there's a, um, a client of mine that listens to this podcast. So shout out to you. <laughs> but if we just think about accounting right now, what what would their current reality be versus their expectation? I think I'll do two examples, right? I'll do accounting and I'll do uh, maybe relationships. And so from an accounting perspective, what, what would the client uh, frustration of right now would be? Well, they're probably right now worried about tax bills um or maybe not right now because i think the tax year has finished i don't know um that's not my accountant's fault uh so so the current reality is i'm probably avoiding taxes taxes makes me feel overwhelmed i don't understand what i can claim i hate the systems i don't know what to do what is bookkeeping who knows what bass is so bass is australian business activity statement all of these things that are going on right now, how are they feeling? They're probably feeling overwhelmed, probably feeling stressed. They're probably feeling worried because one of the one of the biggest fears about not doing your taxes right is, are you going to get in trouble? 
like are, are you going to get a massive fine from from the governing body? Um, and these are all of the things that are happening in there right now. So what's their expectation? What is where did they think they would be by now? Ah, I wish that this would just be easy. I wish that um, I could have some clarity, just some absolute relief, knowing that I'm getting the most money back. I'm claiming the most in my business. Why was that important? Because I want to know that I'm being efficient. I want to know the feeling that I am I'm at peace, knowing that I'm doing everything. It's black and white. There's no hoodoo um, hanging over my head. I want to feel secure. I want to feel safe. So these are all their expectations, right? Um, and these are, would be emotional expectations. What are some of their external expectations of how they think it would change for them? Well, I, you know, you, they could potentially get money back. They could potentially pay less tax because they've been smart with their, their deductibles and their expenses. Um, there could also be things that they're not aware of that that you could help them with, right? And so it's like there's almost an element about they don't know what they don't know. So this would be an example of Island 1 versus Island 3. And so you become the boat in the middle that ferries people across. And if you are the person that has experienced anxiety and worry about your tax bill, if you feel like you're not claiming enough uh, expenses for your business or you don't know what expenses to claim, or you're in an industry where there's a gray area and you feel confused and you're worried about a massive fine coming, then I can help you get massive clarity and maximize your the, the amount of taxes that you, you don't have to pay or better language around that. Uh, I can also give you peace of mind that you won't have to worry about any surprise bills and that you can have uh, peace of mind and security around knowing exactly what you need to pay and exactly what you don't need to pay. And that would be an example of building cognitive dissonance. So if we use dating as another example, um, or maybe something slightly more emotional. Yeah, let's use dating. So the, if we, and we'll do it the other way, this way. So we can do it Island three, then Island one, or we can do it Island one, then Island three. Some people find it easier to language the outcome than they do the actual problem so island one so some people find it easier to do island three first than they do island one this is a lot to do with the what we call meta patterns about how people process information uh, it's a little bit beyond the scope of um today's podcast because we'd be getting into disk profiling and the different archetypes which i will do uh, some stuff for you on eventually but just know if you struggle with going to one side that's actually really normal so start on the opposite side and then you just do the opposite. So let's say if it's, it's easier for you to think about all of the expectations, island three, of your people. So let's let's say dating is the is the niche. Uh, they would want a partner that they can love. They'd want to set up a family. And what are the things they'd want by now? A partner, set up a family, someone to share experiences with. They'd want love. They'd want connection. They would want um, adventure, right? So these would be all the island three. So if we take those away, if we take love away, what do they have instead? Right? What's their current reality if we take love away? An island one, it would be loneliness. They have loneliness. They have, um, they're probably insular, doing everything by themselves. They're probably worrying, are they ever going to find the right person? They probably feel a bit hopeless. Um, they feel lonely. I might have already said that. So, so we just inverse everything that we had on island three to figure out what their current reality is now you can take this into hyperdrive or 
or even to the next level by going to Amazon, searching for books that are topical to your niche. So accounting, you know, look at accounting books. I think Profit First would be a good example. Um, Dating, like go look for a dating book. Then go sort the reviews by two, two things. So look for the negative reviews about what people say about this that sucks because that'll give you an idea of what they wanted so right what their expectation was that the book didn't deliver and then also look at the best reviews and the language that like this was really good this helped me with blah um it's just a really beautiful way to do some market research to help flesh out your island one and island three okay so now that we've done that exercise what we want to do is we want to talk about what happens during the sales conversation so your job in the sales conversation is really simple Right? We're not going to overcomplicate this. We're just going to keep it absolutely dead, sim- dead simple. You want to figure out what is going on for this person right now and what is their expectation. So all you need in the sales conversation to be really clean is to figure out what are some of your goals of where you thought you would be right by now and what are some of the consequences of those goals not happening? What is the opportunity cost of those goals not happening right now? So here's how I would start a conversation. It'd be something along the lines of, hey, what brought you to this chat today? And you can do this via Messenger as well. So it doesn't matter if you're on the call, if you're on Messenger, if you're selling uh, yeah, via Messenger, on the call, on the phone call, even on webinars, there's, there's a little bit of tweaking you need to do, do it via webinar, but it, the same principle remains true because we're looking at creating cognitive dissonance. It's not about the tactics, about what we say. It's about how do we illuminate cognitive dissonance for somebody. And so <clears throat> we, would, we would want to be looking at what brought you to the call today? What, uh, what's going on right now? And they will tell you a little bit about what's going on. And you're probably going to either hear goals or you're going to hear problems. If you hear problems, you're going to be noting down all of the problems that they're experiencing on island one. And then if they talk about goals, you're going to write down all of the goals on island three. And that is literally your job. <laughs> It's just to listen and ask questions about what is going on right now. How is that affecting you? What's the consequence of that? Where do you want to be? What would that be like for you? And what's the consequence of that? Right? And that's all you need to do. And I know that sounds overly simple, but the, when most people sell, they tell. Right? So, so selling for most people is, let me tell you what it is that I do. Not what is going on for you right now. What are you struggling with? Why did you reach out? What are your problems of right now? And what are your expectations? And the mistake I see a ton of coaches make and business owners make is they overcomplicate this concept. Your job as a salesperson is not to tell and it's not to sell, it's to listen. We, get, we have two ears, one mouth. <laughs> so your job is to listen with the two ears and let them speak. What I want you to imagine is every time that they speak, if you are on one side of the room and they're the, on the other side, every time they speak, they move closer towards you. What that means is they build trust towards you uh, and they associate more expertise. When you speak, they, they move further away. And this is the game that we're doing is we're trying to get them to talk about their experience, their problem, what's going on for them. This is also how we take away any of the sleaziness because if you can approach this with a curious mind and you're not trying to sell someone, you're just trying to focus on what's going on for you. Like what's actually happening right now? 
Uh, how is this affecting you? And you just allow your curiosity to lead, not your need to make a sale, because that'll naturally happen if your curiosity leads. If you just allow your curiosity to lead, you will be a better salesperson than the people who are trying to sell. Because we can, we can feel it. Like everybody has felt that feeling where you're like, oh my God, they're doing the thing. Like, no, don't try to sell me something I don't need. So the next thing that we, we want to do after we've established like what's going on right now and your current reality, like why did you reach out? What's the potential problem that's going on? And then where do you want to go? What's your expectation? What did you think would be happening by now that is not happening by now? Then we would say something along the lines of, um, like, how can I help with that? So this is getting into a process called reverse qualification. So the mistake that most people make in this stage is, uh, let me let me tell you, rather than, so what would you, what would you need from me? Like, if, if this is your current experience, if this is your island one, and, and you want to go to island three, like, what did you, what would you need from me? Or what do, how do you perceive that? What kind of support were you looking for? Now, the order is important, right? So we need to do island one, island three, or island three, island one, and then we want to ask this question. Because once you've established the cognitive dissonance, they are going to know better how to answer that question. And so this reverse qualification is them starting to sell themselves to you. So you're not doing any pitching yet. You just listen. And you just see if you actually have a product that is a match for them. This, again, will take all the fear out of selling. It'll take all the uncertainty out of selling as well because they're telling you what they need. And if you have the solution to what they need, then give them the solution to what they need. Like it's, it can really be this simple and, and this easy. And, you know, there's some more nuances to this, but I just, I want anyone to be able to pick this up who is scared of sales to be like, okay, these three things I need to do. Island exercise, figure out where they are right now, figure out their expectation for things, and then ask, how can I help? How can I help you, Bridges Gap? What do you need from me? And then you just match what you have with what they say they want. If you don't have something for something that they want, you can say that. They say, let's say you're a dating coach and, you know, they say, I want to learn how to make noodles. You're like, well, uh, we don't actually teach you how to make noodles. And they go, okay. Right? That's, that's, that's all that happens. So honesty and integrity is key here. By just saying, yes, we do that. No, we don't. And it's, it's way more persuasive than trying to convince someone that it doesn't matter. You just say, no, we don't do that. And you know, there's a whole lot of other nuances that are going through this, but it's beyond the scope of this specific podcast. Um, and we can do a slightly more advanced one. If you like this, just let me know. Um, but yeah, so this, this, is the, this is what we're looking to achieve within this call. Then when it comes to um, how do you take payment and that kind of thing, you can actually take payment on the phone. People are surprisingly comfortable. If people need to think about it, you can let them think about it. The only thing I would say if you're going to let someone think about it is book another meeting, right? So the biggest mistake, because people are like, well, what if people need to think about it? People always need to think about it. I don't think it's a crime to let people think about it. If anyone tried to pressure me to make a decision, it's an instant no. And I'm a decisive person, right? They, or you have to make a decision to say, nah, no, I don't. I truly don't. And I'll go somewhere else. See you, bye. So don't stress about trying to pressure people into making a decision. If they need time, give them time. But set another meeting, right? So this is this is an, uh, called frame control. If you allow them to leave without setting another meeting, they've not invested any energy in coming back to you. And so the one caveat, if you are going to let someone think about it, say, yeah, sure. 
do you mind if we book another meeting in a couple of days? Uh, you and I could just jump on the phone and answer any questions. It's less about what happens in that meeting and it's more about setting a, uh, maintaining the frame. But maintaining the frame means staying in the consultant or, or the prescribing energy versus the chasing energy. So if you don't set another meeting, you're going to have to chase them, right? Chase and chase and chase. If you set another meeting, they come to that meeting prepared to talk to you. So there's no chasing involved. So this is why setting another meeting, if they're going to think about it, is really important. Um, if you get pushback and they say, no, I don't want another one, then you're probably dealing with someone who doesn't have a problem or doesn't see this, the value in your services. Um, it just is a general rule of thumb. Okay, I'm going to wrap this up. I hope that was valuable. We do have a sales school. If you would like to know more about that, you're more than welcome to come join. It's $35 Australian a week. It works out about price a cup of coffee a day. Uh, it'll go through the entire process from start to finish. Uh, I would love to see you in there. If not, I hope you got some value from today. Please do the island exercise. It'll be super helpful. Uh, and I will see you in the next one. has been the effortless podcast today just want to say a massive thank you for tuning in if you did love today we would really appreciate if you could potentially like comment give us a review maybe even share this podcast directly with someone if you got some kind of value from it or you really appreciated the guests it really helps us grow and it would mean the world to me otherwise i'll see you in the next podcast